0: Well, what is up, Glory gang? Welcome Yo. back to dun, dun, dun. the Glory Boys podcast.
1: What's up? It's been a little bit.
0: Yeah. A minute. It's been, it's been what, four weeks?
1: Yeah, it's been like four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Lots happened since last... we recorded a podcast,
0: mm-hmm. which is a bummer, of yes. course, and we don't want to make that a habit.
1: Yeah, a lot but, of, A lot of you know that, you know, this podcast, uh, we do this just for fun, to add value to people and to um, walk through just the journey of starting a company, owning a company, running a company, um, having families and homes and things to take care of. And so this is just a fun little outlet. We set a goal at the beginning of this year, 2022, to put a podcast out every single Friday, We did that for the most part until very recently. Um, I was building a home with my wife and it took a lot of time picking out things and um, just going to different meetings with our builder. And then you had a baby. I did. Another baby. I did. Because you already had one. And now she's like practically graduated college. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, so I have an 18-month-old at home, Hazel. She's awesome. And then we added and welcomed Forrest, Hall into the world, yeah, on June seventeenth. So he is freshy, almost four. Actually, today, no, tomorrow he'll be four weeks old. Okay, um, yeah, and yeah, so that's been a lot. It's caused me to be out of the office quite a bit. I had to take some time off, obviously. Um, having two kids at home, need to be there for my wife and make yep. sure she has everything she needs. Yeah. to be a good mother, and so yeah, been just out a lot. We've been super busy outside of that. Yeah, um, and just, yeah, been a lot of stuff going on the podcast, like Darren said, is just a fun outlet for us. And so unfortunately when things come up and things happen in life, it's probably the first thing to get cut from the schedule. Um, and that's hopefully okay with you guys, but, uh, we will do our best to put these out weekly because we, we truly do value, um, being able to share some of our experience with you guys. Yeah. It really, in hopes that it helps you make decisions better. It helps you build your business faster. Um, really that you can learn through our mistakes as well as the things that we've done right, um, to help you as you grow your business.
1: Yeah. And through the last few weeks, we've had a lot of people hit us up on DMS. We're still helping people all the time. You know, people like, what gear should I buy? Why should I be that buy this? Should I, you know, move into this camera, you know, company or this new lens or new camera. And we're always happy to help people in that sphere um, making a jump or making a hire or getting into a new studio or space, or should I partner with somebody at a business? There's there's a lot of things that people have come to us. I just got a call off the call, uh, with a buddy yesterday that was like, Hey, I'm, I'm about to do like a 50, 50 partnership. Like, should I, should I not? This is why this is my thoughts. And it's really cool. We love helping people, um, win in their businesses. And so that's literally what this is for. And so today we're going to dive into a topic of the challenges of leading a team. Um, we have employees now, um, for the first year or two, if you haven't listened, um, to our podcast for very long, um, Austin and I started a company, uh, this company glory visuals in 2018, Mm -hmm. April ish of 2018. And we've been rolling for four years and it was the first like year and a half or maybe two years. Yeah, it was, been like oh, it was almost two and a half years. Two and a half years that we it just ran solely me and Austin. Yep. And that was great. Like we're both go-getters. We both grew. Um, each year we grew in our financials. Like we we were able to scale, but we hit a point where we knew that if we were going to do this for forever, which that's the only option, you know, this thing is going <laughs> to keep going. Like we're not going to quit. We're not going to let this thing fold. We're going to do everything in our might to keep this thing going But if we wanted to do that and make more money and grow and continue to push forward into the future, we knew that adding employees to our team was the answer. And some people may be like, well, you could just do all the work and take that salary and add it to your own. Well, that's not our plan. We want to grow a team. I think that's very small minded. And so for us, um, we've added now since three people to our team. So we're a team of five people. And with that comes great challenges. Um, it also comes with great rewar- reward. Yeah. Um, and I I love seeing us morph and grow into the leaders that we are today. And we still have so much to learn. This podcast isn't from experts that owned a f- you know a film production company for you know four years, just over four years. But it's really from a place of hey, we've learned a lot in this four years, and we want to share it with you so that you guys can grow and level up your companies. Yeah, and just to touch
0: on the benefits of having a team, I feel like I've really seen that, uh, and been able to appreciate in that and its fullness over the past few weeks, being out a lot and needing to run home at a moment's notice. Thankfully, I don't live very far away from our office, but being, having the ability to add some flexibility to my schedule when I need it, and really, not have to worry about are things getting done, yeah. are clients getting responded to, are people being taken care of, yeah. because I know that we've put a team in place that's capable of doing that. Yep. Um, and so I've already seen the benefits, and we we've seen the benefits over and over again um, this past year of having employees, and that also comes with challenges, and that's really what we want to we want to touch on. We've talked about I think the benefits of building a team before. Um, but it really took us some time of having the team that we have now to let them work together, figure out how they mesh the chemistry of the team. Um, and I feel like you really have to work together for at least a few months to kind of get a feel for how the team's going to operate together. Totally. And so now we're, you know, six months into having a team of five, we hired Ray back in January or Mm -hmm. February. I can't remember. Um, and that's, been awesome overall. Um, and another thing that's a little bit unique, I think, about us is they're all our friends, yeah. and every single one of them knew each other, served alongside each other at church, and were very much a part of each other's lives already. Yeah. Um, which I think brings unique challenges, but I think what we're going to talk about can apply to anyone. And honestly, I think it would be easier um, at times if you're working with people that you
1: don't already know or aren't already close with. Um, yeah, there's like the people like the famous Tony Robbins that would say like, hey, if you have friends that you've hired, fire them. That's very, very popular in the business world. Um, however, we do things a lot differently here um, and we do. We are friends with the people that we have hired, not that we're only hiring our friends. We actually um, recently have been hit up by quite a lot of people, um, which is really flattering, but people that are like, Hey, just graduated college, like looking to apply for jobs, like would love to sit down with you guys, show you my resume and look if there's opportunity here at glory visuals. And we're like, wow, that's so cool. You know, as we're growing, people are desiring to work for us is, is awesome. It's just so cool. But it just so happened that we started a you know planted a church together 4 years ago and been a part of it and through that process and community we've met really great people that were hungry to learn and now have been become how now have become just great filmmakers great editors great administrative assistants like it, it's just naturally happened and so it's yeah it's been cool but maybe not the the most sexy approach that people you know would suggest in a business as, as you grow. Yeah so what
0: would you say Darren is the biggest challenge so far with having just employees in general. We'll, yeah. I, we'll just forget that they're our friends. Cause again, I think this applies to anyone, yeah. but now having led a team and really getting a chance and thank God they're amazing and graceful and don't, you know, expect us to be perfect leaders yeah. because we're not, we're, we're very much, growing and learning how to do this as we go. Um, But what what would you say is the biggest challenge that you faced as a leader with having a team of people to actually lead now?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. For me, the first thing that I would say right off the bat is I never saw myself as the leader that I am. And to put it into business perspective, I've never seen myself as a boss. Like that just, yeah. that word feels yucky. I don't want to be a boss, you know? Right. And I think for a long time, even with leading people at church for so many years on a on creative teams from, you know, uh, camera, like photography, film stuff to on the worship team, it doesn't matter, all creatives, just leading creatives in general. I just wanted to kind of blend in. I wanted to influence and lead, but like kind of not really be given the direct title of boss or leader, which is kind of weird and maybe my own pride or issues, but I'm working through those things, (laughs) but we're getting better all the time. But I think recently I've, I've noticed the, the gap of the need of a leader or of a boss. And so for me personally, I think the hardest part was stepping actually into that full role of responsibility of like, Hey, when we're here working, like this is a job And we need to act it as so and, um, treat it as so, so that we can grow and go towards the mission and vision of what we started for over four years ago. And so that's been tough for me, but just recently have really take, taken a new level of ownership, a vision of excitement, um, and really just stepping into being that leader and that boss that I need to be, um, because we, we need it, um, rather than just be a bunch of people that kind of just do projects and hang out. And yeah, it just is, it was a big perspective change for me.
0: Yeah. So what does that mean to be a boss? Like,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah. Walk us through that. So uh, I love culture. I am a big culture setter and trend setter, I guess I would say, or just, I want the places that I'm at to feel good, to be fun, to be in, um, and so that really transcends into our company, and I want it to be a fun place to work. I I don't want to micromanage. I don't want to be on top of people and always be like, "Hey, did you get this done? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you watching YouTube?" <laughs> like just silly things. But there is this uh this new perspective that I've got that I I just need to be more mindful of what's going around around me and being uh not micromanaging them, but being more attentive paying attention to the details. Yeah. And if they're not to the standard that I've, and you and I have set within the company, I need to challenge them and ask them to raise the standard. Um, because there is a bar that we've set. And if we're not hitting the bar or trying to exceed the bar, um, we're just busy bees doing things. And I really don't want to, we've kind of let that culture set in where we didn't really challenge people or hold people to the standard of this company. And it kind of started turning into a really uh, yucky road. And f- yeah. So recently I've just had to call things out and be okay with having those uncomfortable conversations. Cause that that's not my personality type. I'm not like, Hey, like we need to have a discussion and then go sit down and like, you're not performing very well. Right. You're not doing this right. Same, by just, the way, we're
0: both weak in that. Yeah, we, neither one of us are are we'll conflict.
1: Be, yeah, it's not a strength. Prone or, but we're willing to grow in yeah. it and we are. But you and I are really great at encouraging, loving, so grace-filled, but almost so grace-filled that we don't bring the truth part in. Yep. And so there needs to be a, a happy medium. And so I think you and I both like, uniquely at the same time are really coming to that and understanding that we need to be in the middle. And, uh, just recently we had to have a sit down conversation with our whole team saying, Hey, this is not okay. And we, you and I went to breakfast. We talked for an hour and a half about everything that, you know, we shared our frustrations. We shared things that we were mad about, upset about, not happy that we're doing this or that, and really got our you know emotional side out of it um, together. Cause that's healthy. I mean, you can have emotions and you can have thoughts, but not dumping that on your team. It's right. not fair to your team. Right. So we did that together, discussed what needed to be talked about. And then we came into the office prepared and ready to go to say, Hey, we love you guys so much, but this is happening and it's not okay. And it was really uncomfortable for both of us, but we had each other's back. Um, we had the conversation and it felt like it went well, Yeah. but, um, and before we dive more into that, I guess I would ask you like, as a leader, and as we lead a team, what's like what's a challenge or one of the biggest challenges that you've faced as we've kind of started seeing this stuff?
0: Yeah, um, it's tough not to say the same one because I I really share that weakness with you. Sure, um, and that's I think overall been maybe the crux of our partnership it is really the one thing that I think our weaknesses align in. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and that you know, you could use that as an excuse of like, well, I'm just not good at confronting. Yeah. But you kind of just have to be. You I do. mean, you, we reached a point where we're like, we can't continue to let this happen. Yeah. Um, Because it's not a place that we want to be. It's not a place that we want to build or even show up to work at. Yeah. And like, that's not even worth it. I didn't get into this and we didn't grind for two and a half years for our culture to just watch our culture go down the drain. Yeah. Um, and so we, thankfully, like we can do it together and that really helps if you don't have a partner, I I would at least advise you to get a mentor that you can bounce this stuff off to. I I think there's a lot of nuggets that we can break down from what Darren just said, but the fact that we sat down beforehand and got all of our emotions out, I think was really important because for me, when the reason I'm conflict averse is because I let my emotions rise up in me as I'm talking to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not able to even articulate what I want to say yeah. if I'm emotional about it. Yeah. Um, and so I usually end up like not getting my thoughts across. I'm like shaking and breathing fast
1: and like my <laughs> heart's
0: pounding and like yeah. it's super uncomfortable. It's a real thing. But I think just us sitting down, having breakfast, talking through it and really getting a chance to like actually put ourselves in their shoes, think about what are some things that we're that we're not doing that we need to be doing better. Um, and really just taking that approach, I think really helped me. And we were able to sit down, get our thoughts out in an unemotional way. Um, and I was able to just, yeah, I guess I was just able to bring that correction for what I felt like was the first time. Um, and I think the, if I could answer your question now, the the biggest challenge would be, um, for me, it would be, when do I say something? When, when is it, when is the right time? I don't yeah. want to be, like you said, micromanaging or jumping down people's throats anytime they make a mistake or yeah. aren't performing perfectly. Totally. Um, however, on the other side of that coin, we've let it you know go for way too long. So I think just learning more about when to speak up, I think overall I've learned earlier is better. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to let it get to the point where it's super emotional. And then it's like, this is a really dire conversation. Yeah. Um, and so that's been the biggest thing I think I've learned is just, I need to, when I see something yep, right away, I need to have a conversation with that person and ensure that that stops right then and there. And I don't continue to just let it happen in front of me.
1: Yeah. It's way easier to nudge the person back onto the path than going two miles down the road and having to turn back around and make, and kind of backtrack and correct yeah. the course. And so that's something that you and I both have seen now that we've had this really tough conversation with our team. And then we looked at the structure of like, what are we doing that's could be better as leaders? Well, are we like creating opportunity for them to share what we're doing wrong? Um, so we kind of took away our meeting rhythm that we were doing that didn't seem like it was really moving the needle because we're just trying things. Yeah. And we moved it to doing one-on-ones once a month. And because of that, it's been so awesome because we're able to sit down for 30 minutes. It doesn't take long, but like, hey, how are you doing? How are we doing? What's something you're loving that you're crushing right now? We have like a bunch of questions that we ask. It just allows us to get a little bit um, more detailed instead of having to call things out in front of everyone or having an awkward conversation where everybody can hear about it or talk about it, but we can actually dive in with each individual person and then learn how to serve them and honestly learn how to lead them better. Cause we understand their personality types a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand that we um, yeah, could just effectively lead them across the board. Yeah. Uh,
0: another, I think important thing that you said jumping way back is you talked about holding people to expectations that you've set. Mm -hmm. So what if you haven't set any expectations? Because that I think is something that there's a lot of you that are listening that don't have employees now, but you should set those expectations now before you have them. That's another thing looking back that I would have done differently is I would have filled out our VTO and like had that dialed in before we ever hired somebody, because then you're able to hold them accountable to something that you had previously agreed upon. Yeah. Obviously we have expectations. We set them with our team. We have, you know, an employment agreement that we kind of go over everything with. Right. Um, But that's a big part of it is if you don't have a vision, um, you can't really hold people to walking through that vision.
1: Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. I think early on, maybe earlier this year, we were talking about how we should be leveling up our leadership. And so we did start, reading traction, which is a really great resource. Um, I think everybody, every business owner should read it, maybe not apply all of it to your life, but it does. If you read the first like four trap chapters and do the vision traction organizer, and it just helps you put from your thoughts and your standards and your purpose onto paper so that it can be replicated. It can be shared with your teams and it could be, you know, little like mission statements that you've written that you guys can, discuss. And there's always a true North that you can point to like, Hey, the standards are written down here. They are, we're not doing these things or what are the, you know, our core convictions as a company, you know, like there's things that we're going to do. There's things that we're not going to do, how we treat our clients, how we don't treat our clients, how we, you know, there's a lot of different things that can be um, ironed out in that VTO, that's super helpful that you can point point people to. And it gives us something to stand on before. It's just whatever we've, you and I have been doing this a long time together. We spent a lot of hours shooting together and with clients together and how we operate on set and how we act with our clients. There's a standard, but we just know it internally. But if we want to replicate it, um, yeah, by proximity and by them, you know, being trained by us, they'll learn a lot, but there is like, sometimes it's going to help you to have it on a piece of paper so that they can see it and, um, reference it, you know, Hey, what was that? Uh, you know, what is the vision of glory visuals? Like our, our team, our whole team should know that. And if we don't have it written down, they're not going to know.
0: Yeah, that's really great. And there's a saying that like culture never stays the same. It's either getting better or it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And if you're not actively shaping it and actively speaking into it, it's just inevitably going to drift towards worse, more toxic culture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our nature is to not always do the best thing. It's just literally how we are. And so if we're not actively discussing our core values as a company, if we're not actively pointing people in the right direction, Hey, this is where we're going and casting vision. We're all screwed. And so we're learning that all the time that we need to have more vision. We're getting uh, excited because we're We're learning a lot. And me personally, I've listened to a lot of leadership podcasts. I've been nonstop. My wife is like, wow, you're really listening and reading a lot lately. And I'm like, yeah, because I want to get better. Like I'm hungry to get better. I don't want to lead ineffectively. I don't want to be a, a bad boss or a bad Um, visionary and things that I really do believe that I'm called to do, um, I need to just step more into it. And so I think the biggest thing is always being teachable and wanting to learn and grow. There's so many resources in this world. I mean, you can like get inspired for the day from like a TikTok or a reel, (laughs) you know, like there's so many people just putting out little snippets and things. And I don't say like you need to borrow everybody, everybody else's ideas and thoughts, but I think it's really important to keep learning, keep growing, reading um, and just, yeah, trying to get yourself better so you can effectively lead your team, your company and your life.
0: Yeah. So as we kind of wrap this up here, um, building a team is one of the best decisions that I think that you'll make for your company. Yeah. Um, But it does come with challenges. There's a lot more that we didn't talk about. Um, we could have talked about training and the difficulty of really getting everybody on the same page. Technically, I mean, there's a lot of dynamics, especially when you're working with people that you already know, um, and they know each other and a lot more that we could talk about. But, um, I really hope that was helpful and hopefully that encourages you, um, that you can build and scale your business and you can lead a team, um, even if it's not your natural inclination to be able to confront people, be able to call things out in people, if you're willing to get uncomfortable. And ultimately, if you're willing to sacrifice that comfortability to further your company and further your dream, uh, I think it's a pretty necessary thing if you have big dreams um, for the company that you want to build. So embrace that reach out to us if you have any questions or uh, if you're facing this situation and want some advice or whatever, yeah. um, hit us up, hello at gloryvisuals.com or shoot us a DM on social. Yep. Um, we'd love to at least hear you know, what you're going through. And if we can offer any input uh, from our limited experience <laughs> and our, our failures and trials yeah. and all the things that we've learned from, we definitely would love to do that.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing if you're serious about your company or you want to do this for forever, it's not just a little passion project or you want to make stuff for social media. Like you are doing this for real. You need to take it seriously and taking it seriously by, you know, growing your teams and having these hard conversations and doing the things that don't necessarily look fun. You're not just in this to create cool content for, you know, Gary Vandertruck on social media. No, like you're you know, you're creating a living and a future for your kids, for your family. Um, there's, you're building something, and and us as creatives, like we all want to build something and make a difference and put our content, our films, our movies, our music videos out there and and make a splash in the world and make a difference and inspire people. And you do that by wanting to get better as a leader. And so we just challenge you get in a, in a book, get on a podcast, um, get audible. Audible's is awesome. It's like seven bucks a month and you can listen to a book in like a week or less, um, just in your car commute. But that's our challenge today is that you would, um, that you would want to be an effective leader, that you would want to get better, that you would want to grow because it's going to make such a difference in your life, your family's life and your future. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah. it's been awesome being with you. We love you guys so much, glory gang, and we hope to see you in the next episode.